This podcast has been brought to you by Wheatberry, the job search site where careers in insurance and financial services begin. Post your job openings for free. Let Wheatberry help you find the talent you need. Wheatberry with an I at Wheatberry.com. Bill Wienhoff is the founder and CEO of ClearCert, which is an independent, centralized training certification clearinghouse for producers and leading long-term care insurance and annuity carriers. His firm publishes carrier-authorized state-by-state rules, pre-certifies training courses that meet carrier requirements, and maintains a direct reporting network with hundreds of training firms across the United States. The ClearCert centralized data resource can be accessed by representatives of carriers, their distribution partners, participating training firms, and producers. More recently, additional training requirements which insurance carriers are legally required to validate to state insurance departments have been added to the platform. Prior to forming ClearCert, Bill enjoyed a 30-plus year career in retail, personnel, and financial services, but most recently as the Director of Insurance Education at the National Underwriter Company. When Bill's not working on uh, ClearCert, uh, he and his wife have four grown children and eight grandchildren so far. Uh, In addition uh, to time, uh, he enjoys spending time gardening, especially raising some hot peppers in North uh, and South uh, Central uh, uh, Ohio, uh, as well as he's a singer and musician in his church's praise band. Hello, Bill. Thank you for joining us today. appreciate uh, you taking the time to call in. Well, Dennis, definitely my pleasure. Well, Bill, uh, say, uh, what's going on there? Uh, you're just north of Cincinnati, aren't you? Just north uh, east of the Cincinnati metropolitan area? We are in a little town called Okeana out here with the cows and the corn. And uh, winter has set in in earnest in our neck of the woods. Yeah, so have you? did you have to get out and uh, use the snowblower this morning? Or is that something from the past weekend you had to do? Well, uh, not so far. But uh, I'm sure that the white death will be piled up in uh, all kinds of places before long here. Yeah, well, that's uh, say you've uh, started a company called ClearCert several years ago, and I'm going to ask you some questions about that. But tell uh, our listeners a little bit about uh, yourself and where are you from and your background and your family circumstances. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm a 30-year veteran of the training industry. I've worked for a number of different organizations in, in several different towns. I was a North Texas resident for eight years, was uh, uh, living in northern Kentucky, I grew up in the Maryland uh, outskirts of Washington, D.C., so had a chance to, uh, to live in different parts of the country, work for different industries, and really have uh, found a home here in financial services over the last 20 years. Got started with that working for the National Underwriter Company before stepping out to found ClearCert in 2007. Interesting, interesting. So you were involved with National Underwriter, and you were involved in the uh, writing and publishing of texts. Was it, do I recall, in the subject of long-term care? Was that, uh, was that kind of your expertise or became your expertise? Well, I had an interesting role because we created courses both on the life and health and the property and casualty side of the house. So we were involved with just about all of the insurance products. And when the mandatory long-term care training requirement was uh, put into the 2006 Model Act that the NAIC adopted in December of 2006, that really got the ball rolling with what looked like a great training opportunity. So uh, we partnered with the Corporation for Long-Term Care and created a training course. 
And that was the forming of your company, uh, ClearCert. About what year was that that you created that? Well, it led to that. Um, with National Underwriter, we quickly realized, talking to carriers, that this new training requirement was one that they had to certify instead of the producer validating their training compliance with the State Department of Insurance like they do with licensing and continuing education. And this was confusing everybody. So uh, we looked into the possibility of offering that kind of a service under National Underwriter's umbrella, but I quickly realized that only an independent organization would be able to pull together uh, dozens, if not hundreds, of training companies to work together to uh, the benefit of a centralized clearinghouse for this new training requirement that carriers and agencies and even individual producers could get information from. So uh, recognizing that this was, was something that a training company uh, wasn't going to be able to do because uh, it was, of course, in competition with other training companies, and that was when I stepped out and uh, founded ClearCert as an independent organization. We thought of it as the Switzerland of long-term care training. So, Bill, what is the, you know, kind of explain what's the core uh, mission of ClearCert uh, and uh, the core service that you provide to carriers? Well, we help carriers with their administration of what has become a very confusing training requirement. What we do is part consulting and part big data. We're largely a website, ClearCert.com, where people can come and get information. They can also uh, view transcripts that have been reported in by what is now a large national network of participating training firms. And uh, there's uh, authoritative and industry standard versions of the state-by-state rules and lots of other content there to help people navigate through this uh, very challenging training compliance issue. So do you have any interaction with the producers themselves, uh, or is it all uh, principally interaction with uh, and documentation and training of producers with the carriers? Our primary clients are the carriers, but of course the producers work for them. So we do also, well, I talk to producers probably every day of the week. Um, we also talk to training firms. Uh, we talk to agencies. Everybody has been affected by these training requirements. Yeah. You know, training uh, uh, is often a seen, I guess, as a cure-all for real and sometimes perceives problems uh, with the sale of insurance and other financial products. Uh, do you agree that training is the right approach uh, to address these kinds of problems? You know, I guess it depends on what you think the problem is. And with the long-term care training requirement, uh, it's kind of twofold, I guess. You know, training is a proven tool for introducing desired behaviors to your target audience and also identifying undesirable behaviors that you want to eliminate. But I learned a long time ago that training alone doesn't fix anything. It has to be supported by effective supervision and, and a culture that recognizes and rewards the kind of behavior you're after. It's, it's that old uh, Abraham Maslow principle of management that the behavior that gets rewarded gets repeated. Uh, that still definitely works. So mm -hmm. just exposing people to information is is only a first step. But uh, when it comes to these product-specific training requirements, instead of really focusing on changing behavior, carriers tend to view the problem as eliminating the risk of market conduct action due to a lack of compliance. So 
training is absolutely the perfect tool for this problem because you've got a piece of paper, a training certificate that can be presented as proof of compliance. These laws requiring long-term care training and annuity suitability come into play and, you know, share a little bit about the background as to how they came into play and why uh, maybe the rules were made to where the carry would be responsible rather than the Department of Insurance. You know, that's uh, an interesting question because when uh, the LTCI requirement began to be implemented by states, carriers quickly realized that they had no capacity or competence for this new compliance task. So it's pretty clear that the, the carrier didn't ask for this new responsibility. Uh, they were a little bit of the deer in the headlights, if, if you will. So, you know, the question is, how did this come about? Well, I have... I had a chance to speak to members of the steering committee that drafted the language of the 2006 Long-Term Care Insurance Model Act. And, and while I never got a clear answer, I suspect it has to do with uh, expertise and the cost of administration. But since the training requirement is tied to a specific product and, and a product that's not necessarily that easy to understand, why not force the companies offering that product to police producer compliance? And this particularly made sense because the companies all employ subject matter experts on these products, but of course, insurance companies don't, or excuse me, insurance departments don't have that kind of expertise. So it made a world of sense to make the insurance companies responsible for policing the training community, particularly when it came to the actual course content. But, you know, perhaps even more importantly, this prevented an administratively burdensome task from falling on the shoulders of the education staff at the State Departments of Insurance. If the LTCI training requirement had to be certified at the state level, states probably would not have implemented it because of this. Yeah. And remember, the NAIC drafts these acts and regulations, but then they have to be implemented state by state. So assigning responsibility for certifying producer compliance to the carrier made it an easier decision at the state level because there were no additional resources that had to be allocated there. So yeah. I, I would say that really was the driving factor. Yeah, yeah. You know, why do you think that these uh, more recently enacted training requirements are not verified at the state level? I mean, should we see and expect future training requirements be handled in the same way? Do you see others coming down the pike? Possibly. Um, of, of course, the... 2006 Long-Term Care Model Act was followed up by the 2010 Suitability and Annuities Regulation, and that then, again, introduced yet a second requirement tied to a specific type of product that the insurance carrier was responsible for certifying. And we've seen some other types of requirements at the state level, although there hasn't been more national action from the standpoint of the NAIC, uh, but we continue to hear rumors about this type of training possibly being assigned to life insurance uh, when that model act is revised or, or other types of products. And it definitely does seem like a, a pattern has kind of developed here. So uh, I think you're, you're going to see more and more of this training compliance burden being placed upon carriers going forward. And it, it certainly makes life a little bit more difficult on the producer as well which, again, is part of what we battle every day, uh, trying to keep everybody on the same page and limit the amount of confusion that can happen when companies have different certification processes in place. So if uh, an individual producer, of course, doesn't complete their required continuing education before the expiration of their 
insurance licensing term, their insurance license is not going to be renewed. Uh, what are the penalties for not complying with carrier validated training requirements? Well, since the carrier is uh, the responsible entity for this, producers don't face any direct penalties from the State Department of Insurance for noncompliance, but they can definitely run into some unpleasant consequences. Uh, for example, if a producer can't prove that they're in compliance, they may not get appointed by a particular company, or even worse, if they turn in an application for new business and the carrier deems them noncompliant, then that business will be returned. And well, this can set off a time-wasting scramble at the agency trying to round up documentation that the carrier might not even accept. And I'm sure, as you know, with all your years in the insurance industry, uh, training certificates are printed on the slipperiest paper known to man. So when you mm -hmm. need to come up with a copy of your train, training certificate, it's harder to find than car keys. So yeah. if the producer can't be shown to be in compliance, then he or she may have to approach the consumer with a redated application. And there's at least one major carrier that will terminate the contract of a producer who is found to be out of compliance. So right. there's there's not penalties, really, but there there certainly are some, some consequences. And because the carrier is the responsible entity, of course, if a state's enforcement division finds a carrier to be out of compliance with this it, and that their representative sold, negotiated, or represented long-term care business without being certified, then market conduct penalties may be levied against the carrier. Uh, you know, this seems a little bit off topic, uh, but we've seen kind of a dramatic shift in the last 10, 15 years anyway, away from live class to online training. Obviously, it's more convenient to do an online course or do it from home or wherever you happen to be, uh, and things have moved that direction. Why do you think it is uh, that uh, way, and do you think classroom training still is going to be around in 10 or 15 years from now? Yeah, I think it probably will. The persistency of the classroom training model has has proven to exceed expectations for people who were sure that online training was, was just going to wipe classroom training off the, the face of the earth uh, in the early 2000s. But, uh, you know, as a 30-year as a member of the training community, from where I sit, there has been a tremendous shift in instructional design toward trying to make the online training experience as effective as possible. But... Um, it, while it may not be as convenient to spend a day in a seminar, there's still a lot of people who find it preferable to go to a class instead of reading a computer screen and, and then taking an exam. You know, testophobia, that's real. Right. Um, but, you know, from the, the training company's standpoint, uh, I know you've certainly been there renting space to present a class, uh, paying an instructor, uh, you know, having a, a fixed time when people have to appear, uh, that just is, has become a, a cost-prohibitive model that a lot of companies are dropping. What, what I think is interesting is the most recent trend is the webinar. So you don't have to leave your desk, but you can still hear and interact with a knowledgeable instructor. And, you know, being social these days increasingly has something to do with our smartphones and uh, after many years, it looks like technology is finally at the point where the virtual classroom has pretty much become a reality. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the, what's maybe the biggest issue you've got coming down the pike that you're going to have to deal with uh, that you see on the horizon in the in the space for uh, uh, the certification and training that, uh, and documentation that you're providing? Well, ClearCert is getting involved with the administration of the anti-money laundering requirements on the insurance side of the business. 
uh, AML training has gone through a couple of different uh, versions over the last several years, and uh, really ever since 9-11, there has been significant regulatory activity towards all types of financial transactions. And so uh, what's happened is a a real uh, confusing web of different types of anti-money laundering training are, are now required and available, and this training has to be repeated on a regular basis. So there are organizations that currently offer this training. I'm pretty sure 80 Banker offers these courses. And um, there are other organizations that, that track some of the training completion. But ClearSource model is just really unique in that multiple training firms can all participate and um, but we can calculate dates by which training has to be taken again in a, a way that is carrier-specific and, and do a lot of other really neat things, uh, again, to help carriers with their administration of this in a way that makes life easier for the distribution partners. So uh, we see a role for us on, in this uh, training vertical, if you will, and so that's uh, that's where I'm spending a lot of my time currently is is developing a uh, a model to support that. Well, that uh, sounds exciting, and uh, you know, I I, I know we always kind of all hesitate to have change, but it sounds like uh, uh, there's a never-ending shift and change in this particular space, and that creates an opportunity uh, for you because you're able to solve uh, carrier problems uh, as they evolve. We think we've uh, made a big impact, particularly with that long-term care requirement. As I mentioned, there's not 50 carriers who have active traditional long-term care policies today, but there is a new trend, which is the hybrid policy, either a life LTC or an annuity LTC policy. These are catching on with consumers and with producers alike. There still is a need to fulfill the training requirements in most states for long-term care if you're representing these policies, though. So there are new companies and then are new producers who are getting involved with the long-term care training product through these hybrid products. And uh, so we've we've got companies that are now entering the marketplace where over the last 10 years it's mostly been a story of companies exiting the marketplace. Uh, But ClearCert has managed to be a stabilizing factor for the industry in all this time, Uh, working with the carriers to develop standardized rules that can be applied in a very consistent fashion, creating predictability for their distribution and and preventing uh, the nightmare of uh, uh, taking courses only to find out that you took it from the wrong company because your carrier doesn't have a direct reporting relationship with that particular company. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it doesn't look like the regulatory efforts are really going to slack off anytime soon. So we'll be here to help. Well, it's, uh, I know you're in a business that requires a lot of attention to detail and uh, obviously uh, helping firms uh, meet their compliance. But I noticed you also uh, do, you mentioned in your bio that you have an activity that in your free time, you're a singer and musician in your church's praise band. Tell me a little bit about that. I am. I started off as a drummer when I was a teenager. Um, just wasn't a whole lot of call for that in a church setting, so eventually I, I changed over to guitar, and uh, now I have a, 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 a couple of sons who are my rhythm section, 
Cool. And uh, and we make up the the praise band at our church, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's a blessing to be able to do that every Sunday. I really enjoy it. Well, that sounds like it. Uh, well, Bill, it's been wonderful to visit with you today, and I appreciate you sharing with our listeners the background uh, about uh, ClearCert. And for our listeners, just to recap, this is Bill Weinhoff, who is the founder and CEO of ClearCert, uh, which is an independent and centralized training certification clearinghouse. Uh, for producers and the leading long-term care and annuity insurance carriers. Bill, thank you so much for being on our program today. Dennis, certainly have enjoyed it also. Have a great day. Oh, hi. You're still here. Since you are, could we ask you a question? We would like to hold a short interview with the most successful producers with your company. These personal stories shared by the individuals themselves is an important step in attracting new people to the insurance and financial services industry. Just go to contact us on our insuranceradio.com webpage and submit your recommendation or referral of who we should interview next. Thank you.